Welcome to the Draw Shops Get Genius Podcast, where we talk to today's business influencers to pick their brain and pull out their genius. It's time to get genius. Hey, everyone, and welcome to today's Get Genius episode. Today is about a 30 minute or so show, um, and it's filled with some really powerful stuff. Um, my guest is Andrew O'Brien and he is the founder of the publicity guy, which is a PR firm based on a sales accelerated and proven business model, which is unlike a lot of other PR practices. It's not just about doing some old school press releases. He actually has some really proven, awesome strategies for getting people a presence in the media. He's been a public speaker on the topic of trauma and mental health, and this stems from his incredibly intense upbringing and story that should definitely one day be a movie because it's it's pretty mind-blowing what this young child went through and what this man turned it into. He's been on over 70 global media outlets, and he pretty much became the subject matter expert that the media would turn to when it came to post-traumatic stress disorder and trauma. And he's all about not just giving advice, but telling his story so that he can connect with others. And he trains other entrepreneurs and businesses and brands to do the same because ultimately, as many of you know, we talk about this a lot on the show, it's not just about getting customers, it's about getting those loyal fans and what better way than for them to hear your story and to connect with it. And and especially when you get results like people having changed lives, you know it's working and you know you're having that impact, which is of course even more fulfilling than, than the money. Though his strategies show you how to get the money as well. So his, his story is just extremely powerful. You're definitely going to gasp at many parts of it. And there's so many more questions that I could have asked, but I I wanted everyone to get the, the really good juice out of what he has to offer and what the publicity guy is, is all about. So please take a listen to the interview. I think you're going to be super moved by him and inspired and also have that moment of, Hmm, maybe I should tell that icky story that gives me a stomach ache that I really don't want to tell anyone. You might just be inspired to do so at the end of this show. And, um, if you do, I'd love to hear how it influences your, your business and your audience loyalty. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Andrew, and welcome to the Get Genius Podcast. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, we were talking just a little bit ago, and you know, um, Eric, you and I haven't met in person, but I'm just so super intrigued by you and and your story, and I'm really excited for our listeners to hear your story. You you know, so many people have some, I, I hate to say excuses, but some pretty legitimate reasons for not feeling fulfilled or for getting stuck. And I think everybody at some point in their life has had that pretty debilitating feeling just caused by pain, whether it's, you know, being depressed or some type of trauma that's happened, heartache, chaotic lifestyle, poverty, like you name it. There's so, there's so many reasons and, and pain can be so stifling. And yet there's stories like yours that completely change that 
perspective and can shift those feelings into the complete opposite. And you've done that. And I am so inspired by your story and I know our listeners will be. So if you can, please just tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got to be doing the things that you're doing today. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll do a quick like two minute run through of my story and we can hit on parts that you want. So I, my name is Andrew O'Brien. I was born and raised in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I was actually born to a prostitute mother. And so I was, uh, since the age of six, the first memory I have as a child was uh, we were living in the motel room and this strange man comes into the motel room with my mother. They continue to have sex and he pays her money for it and then he leaves. So we were in a motel room. My brother and I were sleeping on the couch. They were having sex in the bedroom in the same room with the lights off. And uh, that was the first memory as a child. And that's memories that happened a lot throughout my entire childhood. And it was uh, really challenging uh, as a kid. I was, I was going through a lot and I experienced a lot, witnessed a lot that I shouldn't have. And we were raised in motel rooms, trailer parks, apartments, houses, moving every three to six months, probably about 20 different days throughout my life. And so I decided to escape my childhood. I would join the army. So I joined the army, uh, right? Like I dropped out of high school, got my GED, joined the army. And then I served four years in the army. A year of that, I served as a lead gunner in Iraq from 2008 to 2009. So I witnessed war. And then I got home and a year after returning home from war, I actually decided to take my own life. And that was because of my traumatic experiences from both my childhood and my military experience. But to be honest, it was more of my childhood than it was my military experience. And uh, I took over 120 pills in less than three minutes. And luckily, I woke up two days later in the ICU. And I woke up with this newfound appreciation for life. I woke up really excited to just to be alive. And I was glad that I didn't succeed at my attempt. I got out of the army after that, um, and as I got home a year later, I found out that my mother, someone broke into the house and killed her husband while she was in the house, so I came home. I was living in Chicago at the time. I came home to take care of her. I don't know why. I guess it, even no matter how bad of a mother she was, she was still a mother, so I came home to take care of her, and as I was there uh, at the house where it all happened, they don't clean the scene, so I was in there scrubbing his remains out of the carpet. And it was at that time that she pulled me outside and actually asked me to help her frame his ex-wife for the murder. And it was then that I noticed it was really her that murdered him, not an intruder. And uh, after that, I left and moved to Austin to get away from her, restart my life all over again, once again. And as I got to Austin, I found out that she was actually trying to pin the murder on my brother. And so I decided at that time that I need to testify against her about what she asked me to do. So I went and told the cops, and I actually testified against her in court where she was sentenced to life in prison. And it was throughout all of this that I began sharing my story and speaking on stages to share my story of everything I'd overcome and all the life I'd lived and how I built a life for myself. And I actually became the most requested public speaker by the military. I spoke all over the world, and it was all because I got massive media exposure around my story, not around my mother's story, but around my personal story and my mission to save lives and it led into over 70 global media outlets from NHK, BBC, USA Today, MSNBC, Al Jazeera, Huffington Post, MTV, and many others. And they all built my career where I actually ended my career at the end of 2015. And the uh, last event I spoke at was actually at the White House. And that's how I ended my career. Wow. So there's like, I, I'm sure, a billion questions that, that people have. 
so backing up to your attempt and you wake up in the hospital, you said, and you had this like epiphany of being excited, did you say, or like ready to, to live life? Yeah, it was just I woke up realizing I had made a huge mistake. I realized I had a huge made a, a huge mistake once I uh, felt the pills kicking in. And it was that moment where I realized I just made a mistake that I probably wouldn't return from. So from from the experiences you had growing up, I think the big question is, how do you get to a point where you're able to kind of step back and look at it all and decide that you're going to turn this around? Because that's a huge huge thing. I mean, especially when that's what you've been raised with. This is what you see. Like, when did you finally realize this is not normal? This is not the kind of life that I want. It was it was actually when I woke up in the hospital and I had all these machines attached to me and coal all over me because they pumped me full of coal to save my life. And uh, it was in that moment just that I had that epiphany of I can continue to be a victim for the rest of my life. I can continue to hold on to my past. I can continue to live the same life I've been living that led into my suicide attempt, or I can do something about it. It was just a very empowering moment is uh, because of the near near death experience. People say that that changes your life. And it really did for me. I definitely don't suggest doing that to change your life. But it was definitely a, an epiphany moment for me where I was like, very happy to live. And I had to decide, am I going to continue down the same path that led me into this hospital bed? Or am I going to do something about it? Okay. And so so then some time goes by and then your your mom wants you to help her frame her husband's death onto his ex-wife first and right what was it because you know that's that's a confu- how old are you at the time i was 22 22 and like you said you still want to help your mom it's still your mom you know you know <laughs> that she hasn't done a great job but you still want to help her and what was it that made you go to the extent of then she tries to frame your brother that you were ready to to testify? Because I know, you know, there's there's you can look out on another situation and say, well, that's the right thing to do it's so hard when it's within your, you know, in your family, it's in your circle. It's so hard to turn against somebody. So do you credit do you credit anyone like a mentor do you credit is it just yourself just knowing the right thing to do what made you say you know what i'm doing this and it's i don't you know she she could potentially go to jail for life it was the moment when i found out she was trying to frame my brother so my brother and i are have been very close our entire life because it was kind of uh, him and me against the world so he was only 2 years older than me but he was really my only father figure if for lack of better words that I had. So I would never risk him going to prison. And it, when I found that out, that was what made me finally decide that this is what I needed to do before then I wasn't going to testify. I was just going to keep it a secret in my mind. I would love to say I did it because it was the right thing to do, but no, I did it because my brother was put at risk and that's what led into me doing it. Wow. That, those are, those are some of the like, I mean, you know, it's all relative, but people come across those hard choices all the time. So going through all of this, you, you've become an expert in post-traumatic stress and you've, you've spoken on suicide prevention, overcoming obstacles. And then you said you, you ended that in 2015. Yeah. What happened was the government went through a huge budget cut and of course they cut the mental health budget and they were my only client and they were my biggest paying client. So it was at that point where I had to decide what was next for me because I no longer had my client that hired me to speak on stages. So how did you then 
take that into the business you have today? Well, you know, as, on, as entrepreneurs, I feel like we're really good at reverse engineering what we've gone through and what we've experienced to create a positive out of it. And I looked, uh, I looked back at this time when I realized this was going to be my last speaking engagement. I looked back at my life and I looked back at the past three years and what really built my career. It wasn't just the fact that I had a story. A story is a huge part of it. Now, a lot of people don't realize that being transparent is the key to growing your business, is being honest about your story and what you've gone through and how you used your business to overcome it. Um, but as I looked back, I realized that my entire business the reason I had spoken all over the world, the reason I became the most requested speaker, the reason I was given so many awards is because of the media, because the media helped get my story out there, because the hardest part about business is being louder than everyone else. And the media helped me do that. It helped me be the loud one. And I became the face behind veteran suicide and the face and the name behind uh, mental health issues in the military. And it was because of my massive media exposure that led into the career that I had built. And I realized that this is something that entrepreneurs are not tapping into enough. They're not using it enough. It's a superpower. The media can control how we feel, what we think about certain presidents or president elections or Ebola or terrorist or anything. I mean, the media has the superpower to control what people think and feel, yet we don't tap into it enough as entrepreneurs to really grow and scale our business and impact the world in a positive way. And, and you business you talk about utilizing the power of media in a way that does not use old school press releases right yeah it's uh my industry is definitely way behind on technology and we are the first publicity company that's come out and really taken advantage of technology press releases don't work anymore they barely worked back in the beginning stages but they really don't work now Unless you're already famous, unless you are, you know, Grant Cardone, Gary Vee, Tony Robbins, those guys it works for because they've got a solid name already. But for the Andrew O'Briens in the world, you know, we're not super famous uh, yet. And so what we have to do is is more about personal connections. It's about reaching out to an individual instead of just sending a press release to news tips at news.com. Right. <laughs> so when you say what you do, what your process is. Um, it's a win-win dynamic for entrepreneurs, brands, and businesses. What are you doing with your clients specifically, if you can if you can say that? Yeah, so what we do is we actually build relationships with contacts. So a lot of people think when it comes to PR that we have this Rolodex of contacts that we just reuse all the time. And that's not true. It takes 24 hours, and in 24 hours, I can literally build a relationship with a Forbes writer and get an interview set up in just 24 hours. So what we talk about is re reaching out to these media contacts, making sure that we're building a relationship and, and reaching out directly to them. But the most important part of media is not just the reach out. It's not just getting the interview. It's not just getting on the news. Getting on the news is awesome. It's exciting. But I'm going to tell you right now that getting on the news is not going to bring you income. It's not going to create an ROI. It's not going to make you any sales unless you turn it into sales. So what we do is we teach the aftermath. What do you do after you get that interview to create an ROI. And what we do is we combine your media ex exposure with direct response marketing. And when you combine both of those two together, you've just created a superpower marketing tool that no one else is using right now. That's awesome. And it reminds me of, you know, a book. People are writing books and that's not exactly what's bringing in the money. It's what, what do you do with the book afterwards? Right. So what kinds of, is there a specific type of business or industry that you work with? Are there any kind of services you see that this wouldn't work for? 
No, you know, publicity is good for everybody. As far as our done-for-you services, we only work with uh, top-level influencers, so people who already have somewhat of a name, and they're just looking to build up on that name. A few of our clients are people like Russell Brunson, founder of ClickFunnels and author of Dotcom Secrets, um, Caleb Maddox, 14-year-old, well, now 15-year-old kid that's traveling around the world, Mike Dillard, Marshall Silver, um, really some really big name people that are doing massive, making massive strides in their industry. But as far as using the techniques, we do a lot of trainings and, and live intensives and online courses because it doesn't matter if you're a brick and mortar business that only serves the local city or if you're an online entrepreneur that can serve worldwide. It works for everybody. Publicity is good for any business, no matter what your industry, just the pr- processes and techniques are just vary a little bit differently depending on who you serve and where they are. Right. Okay. And so if I'm a local car dealership and I want to utilize your techniques, I can find some training via your website? Yes, definitely. We have an online course called the Masterclass, and it teaches you how to do it no matter what you're going after. If you're going after online publications, if you're going after TV interviews, if you're going after newspapers, whatever it is. And the biggest thing I tell people is, Stop advertising on magazines and newspapers and all that stuff because here's what happens. When people see an advertisement, the first thing they do is tell themselves, I'm not going to buy. Like They just instantly turn on that mindset, I'm not going to buy. But whenever you actually do an interview, a news interview where they're just talking about you and your story and how you built this business and or the philanthropy behind what you do, you know how you benefit the community, things like that. That's what really attracts people to come buy from you because they get to know you on a personal level and they don't feel like they're being sold to. When they feel like they're being sold to, the first thing we do as a consumer is tell ourselves we're not going to buy. Yeah, exactly. And that's, it's, it's such a common theme that we're, that you know I hear so, so much of with the, the people that are truly good at, <laughs> at building their brand and getting people to feel connected with it. It's always about that, that story and that personal connection, like you said, not just that that ad in a magazine. Yeah, they have to they have to know, like, and trust you. Exactly. So speaking of that, what is your advice for those that maybe they're a newer business or maybe they're not? Maybe they just still haven't found what that voice is, what that story is, and how they can connect. Do you have any advice or tricks that they can do to tap into that? Yeah, what I tell everybody is look at the most personal, intimate struggle stories that you can think of in your life like the ones I shared the reason I share my story because as the audience was listening to the story I just shared they were is called the shock and awe right I I just they are super impressed with everything I've been through they think how is this kid doing what he's doing like you know it builds a rapport with my audience and that's what I want and that's what everybody wants as a business is to build that rapport so what you need to do is look at the biggest struggles in your life the things that you, you, if you're embarrassed to share it, that's the right story to share. If you're embarrassed to put it out to the world, that's the story that you should be putting out to the world. Because the thing is, is when you share these personal intimate stories, the first thing your audience thinks is, wow, they're super honest. Like they, they're sharing some really personal stuff that I would never share about myself. And it makes them trust you even more. So look at your biggest struggles you've been through and how has your business helped you get through that struggle? What strategies or tactics or what about your business led you into overcoming that struggle? Or how did you build your business out of that struggle? What I tell everybody is use your trauma to build your business. It's not wrong to do. It's not wrong to use your trauma to build your business. That's what I've done. I've used my traumatic experiences to build my business out of that. And it's given me a mission and a purpose behind it. 
And yes, I make money, and yes, money is important, but it's more important to me about the impact that I'm making on the world, and my audience knows that because I share my stories all the time. Now, that's pretty scary, right? To have to oh, yeah. go in front of a bunch of people, and especially the first time. Do you remember your first presentation or talk where you shared your story? I do. It was actually in New Orleans. I was paid $250 to travel from Texas to New Orleans to share my story in front of about 50 people. And as I shared my story for the very first time, I cried in front of everybody. And uh, the reason was because this was my first time. This was about, this was in 2013, so nearly four years ago. It was the first time I shared my story and I broke down and cried while I was sharing my story. But I kept going and I kept moving forward. It was really, really hard to do it because I was embarrassed. It was opening up some old wounds that I didn't face for a while. And I cried for the first six months. Every time I presented, I cried in front of my audience. But really what it was for me, it was kind of a healing process for myself. It made me come to terms with my life. And now I can share my story without shedding a tear. Because after the past four years of sharing it, I've healed myself. um, Because I stopped letting my past control my future. And I had faced my past. But it definitely is is really hard to do. But once you do it enough, it kind of becomes normal. It becomes easy. It becomes something you just do on a daily basis. Like today, I've already planned out my posts. I do this on occasion where I just share some really personal, intimate stories that most people would never admit to. But like today, I'm going to be writing a post about how I was emotionally abusive to my wife. And I am very honest about who I used to be and the monster I used to be. Because I want people to look at me and know that I'm not a liar. I'm not someone standing on the beach in Bali talking about how rich I am when Bali's cost of living is half of what it costs to live in Texas and Texas is cheap. So I I share these intimate personal stories because it grows a relationship with my audience. So you kind of have to overcome that fear and be willing to really put in the time, effort, and energy and the pain that it takes to share those stories. And when you're that you know vulnerable and transparent, have you noticed different types of responses do you get positive do you get negative is there a mix yeah you're always going to get negative it's just part of publicity something you have to realize you have to kind of grow a thick skin i've had people message me after a news interview and tell me i should kill myself and um and say some really hateful things to me but what i have to do is realize that that's just their anger and it has nothing to do with me and so I deal with it all the time and it's just something I have to put up with, but I focus on the positive because there's always a mixture. You get positive as well as negative, so you really have to focus on the positive. And honestly, the positive is a lot more powerful. Yeah, someone can tell me to go kill myself, but at the same time, someone else is telling me that my story just stopped them from killing themselves. So you kind of have to be able to put that thick skin on, accept the hate so that you can actually have an impact on the world. Right. And I would think that getting such, you know, getting both the positive and the negative means you're actually doing the right thing. You're actually saying something that's impactful because you are impacting them no matter, you know, whether it is positive or negative. Even those people that do say something, you've you've struck something inside of them. Even if that's their way of reacting to it, there's something that that hit them. That's it. And the funny thing is, is your haters actually become your biggest supporters because they share your story more than the people that love you. Yep, exactly. So did you have for, for people that, you know, are like, okay, I'm so, it's scary to tell your story. Did you have any kind of training beforehand? I didn't. I've never had a training. I've never planned out a speaking engagement. I've never written like postcard notes. I've never done PowerPoint presentations. Like 
everything is just every time I've gotten on stage, every time I've presented a story, I just did it. I just got in front of a stage of people. I've spoken on stages in front of 8,000 people with no plan. And I just spoke from the heart. And every time I've spoken after the first six months, because the first six months I sucked. (laughs) But after the first six months, every time I've spoken, I've got a standing ovation from my audience. And, you know, that shows me I didn't have to plan out. I just spoke from the heart and they could feel it and they could hear it. And that led into building my career. So I never had any training, anything like that. I just spoke from whatever was inside of me telling me to say whatever I needed to say. Right, right. You talk a lot about passion, right? Do you believe that when when finding your voice, what is it that you're passionate about? Do you believe that the passion comes from something that has caused you pain? I definitely do. I believe that as entrepreneurs, we're not just here finding a gap in the marketplace. There is a reason that we do what we do, and it usually comes from some form of pain. And a lot of people will say, no, I just made it because I wanted to make a successful business. And I don't believe that. I believe we all create a business for some deep-rooted issue. It's not because we just want to make money. As far as like true entrepreneurs, we all do it because yes, we see a gap in the marketplace, but there's also something that happened in our life that led into that. A lot of these self-made millionaires and billionaires that I've spoken to or that I represent, they all came from a poverty-stricken life or um, some kind of pain that led them into not wanting to live that life anymore that made them create that business. So a lot of them came from broke households and they wanted to make sure that they didn't raise their kids in one. That's my biggest you know, reason I do what I do. It's not just because I want to make money. It's because I want to provide my family with a life that I didn't get to enjoy in the, like in the past. Right, exactly. And what's so cool is like you said with your, with your, was it your blog? You said where you admit and you tell these like true stories of what's going on in, in your real life. Does that I do a lot? You know, I've I've done that myself with blogging. How how does that impact your your family? And is there any kind of a line that you have where you're not going to go too deep into certain stories for you know, say your family's protection? You know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So actually, the wife and I we met four years ago, and so something that I had her realize before we really got into a serious relationship was, look, I'm very transparent with everything of my life. There's no line that I won't cross. Um, I will be very honest about everything. For example, the other day I put a post about biting my wife's butt. It's something that I do on occasion. I tell people that she has a post-traumatic stress of being bitten on the butt. And um, it's just, I'm, I'm very transparent with my audience. And sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's serious, but I don't hide anything. And I believe that that's what's really led into the success of my business and my life. It's because I will be very transparent. I'm literally in a complete open book. I will talk about my mistakes just as much as I talk about my success. Right. And she knows this and she's accepting of it. Yeah, she's gotten used to it by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so because it's so funny. I mean, the people that we follow, the people that I'm inspired by are the people that are completely transparent about, you know, what's going on, what has gone on in the past, what they've learned from. You just connect with them because you realize how real they are and and just like it sounds like you are, you're not, you know, posting all these pictures of yourself in this, you know, wonderful island of your, your third house that you have and everything's perfect and you have this perfect relationship and everything's, you know, rainbows and unicorns all the time (laughs) because that's not, that's not real life. You know, it's really about 
taking responsibility and, you know, growing. We're always growing. We're always having to learn from different experiences. And to be able to share that with your audience, it just makes them feel like, oh, hey, sometimes you're learning together. They're learning from you. And then sometimes you're actually learning together with them. Yeah, what I do is I actually, I call it the Superman complex, the superhero complex. What a lot of people want to do and what people, you know, think of when they think PR firm, this is why I say that we're not a PR firm, is because what PR firm's jobs to do is to make people look better than what they truly are. And we are the exact opposite of that. We want to share the the bankruptcies, the foreclosures, the divorces, the broken families, the the life that a lot of PR firms will want you to cover up. We want to we want to put a spotlight on it. Because when you ever when you have a superhero complex, people feel like they're never going to make it to where you have. They feel like it's not real, it's not realistic to become who you are today because you're just perfect and it's been butterflies and rainbows and when you share the actual pain and the struggle and things like that that's when people really start to see wow this is real life i can really become successful like they are or achieve what they have because they're not some superhero because they are just another person just like i am yeah you know years ago i many years ago uh, i was a copywriter and i remember i was writing for a client for an infomercial obviously i'm not going to say any names but it was um, I wrote for a lot of people in the personal development space, and I remember actually meeting with with one client, and it was the complete opposite of all of the books and the whole you know way that this person portrayed themselves. You know, and I remember feeling so disappointed because I was like, "But wait a minute! I thought you saw the positive in everything, and that it, there was always this like you know beautiful ray of light around you." And what do you mean you're angry and you're having a temper tantrum right now? You know, and for, I witnessed it, and for, you know, this person getting upset with the, their assistant, and I just remember going like, oh, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I felt in a weird way like I had been lied to. Because when you, you know, you read these books and everything, you, you do somehow, you connect with these people that you look up to. And, you know, to be able to see, when you see actual transparency and somebody being really honest about their life and sharing what they're learning at the, you know, different experiences that happen day to day, every day, it's just so like comforting and so much more easy to trust them. Right. And the funny thing is, is, you know, I told the wife, there's certain celebrities I never want to meet because I don't want to end up not liking who they are. So it's like, you know, you look up to these people, you're like, I never really want to meet them because I don't want to find out that they're mean and and full of themselves because then I'm not going to like them anymore and I'm not going to want to watch their movies or do any of that. Right. Well, it's super refreshing to hear how what you're doing and especially your story and what, what brought you here. And I want everyone to check you out. It's thepublicityguy.com, correct? Yep, thepublicityguy.com. All right, awesome. And obviously we'll have a, um, a link to that in our blog and show notes. I know there's like, I could talk to you for hours about your story. <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely encourage everyone to, to follow your, your blog and, and all that you're doing. It's incredible, super inspiring, and very, what's the word? It's comforting. It makes you feel really good about being human. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So thank you so much. Is there anything else that you would like to share before we sign off? Yeah, what I want everyone to do is I really want you to to look into your life and realize that you're not in business to make to just make money. You're in it to impact the world and realize that no matter what your story is, no matter how painful it is, no matter how much you don't want to share it, the more that you don't want to share it, it's more likely that that's the story that you should be sharing 
Because if you think about it, the things that you've experienced and the things that you felt, someone else in this world, mi- millions of people in this world feel the exact same way you do. You just don't realize it because you're not sharing it and they're not sharing it. So someone has to be the first to share it. And never look at my story and think, well, yeah, he got media exposure because he's been through so much. You don't have to have as intense of a story as I do. There is some kind of pain point that you've been through that millions of other people are waiting for someone to give them permission that it's okay to feel that pain. So even if your story is not about personal development, even if your business isn't about it, it's always about personal development because when they connect with you on a personal level, they become true fans, not customers. Fans come back and continue to buy over and over again. That's so true, and I and I love that point about you know your story. Sometimes people think, well, it's not it's not intense enough. It's not, and it is. If it felt you, if it's something that gave you, gives you that stomach ache to talk about, <laughs> you know, it's important. It's something that that changed your life and influenced your life. And there's undoubtedly somebody out there that's going to relate to it as well. That's it. Well, thank you so much, Andrew. I hope I get to see you in person soon. And uh, this has been awesome. And everybody, um, please go and check out Andrew at thepublicityguide.com. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's Get Genius. You can learn more about The Draw Shop at www.thedrawshop.com. On Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Your home for kick-butt custom whiteboard marketing videos. Your ideas come to life. Thanks for listening. Please share, comment, and make any suggestions for future genius guests.